You're listening to the Earthy Bee Podcast, where I talk to change leaders about circular economy products and services. I'm your host, Rebecca B. Kimber. Today, I'm talking with Deborah Lindsay and Suzanne Wolk from Stellhound, an app that helps you sell secondhand fashion items by creating accurate, highly optimized, data-rich listings to sell across marketplaces like eBay. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi, if you could each introduce yourself real fast, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do for Sellhound. That would be great. So this is Suzanne, and um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Sellhound. Um, so yeah, and I've been selling on eBay since it was called Auction Web for uh, over 20 years, and um, buying and selling is my passion. And I'm Deb. I'm Deborah Lindsay. I'm the Director of Operations and Sustainability here at Cellhound, and I have been in the sustainability practice for well over 20 years. And before it was really a, a, a I mean, it, it's always been a thing, of course, but not as on the forefront as it is right now. So I'm happy to be here at Cellhound. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Cellhound uh, in uh, just a little bit. But first, if you guys could explain uh, a couple of basic concepts about why this matters for the environment um, and really what is re-commerce. So um, I'd love it if you guys could give some uh, details about that. Okay, so I'm going to take that. This is Deborah, and it's a really great question. And I I want to take that word and switch it to something that I know that you know about, uh, Rebecca, and that is circular fashion or circular economy. Uh, we you know so we can apply it to a variety of goods. Our whole economic model right now is based on this supply chain that's linear, where we take something out of the ground, we make something with it, and then it heads to the landfill essentially. The idea of re-commerce, circular fashion, circular economy is the process of reintroducing goods that have had a useful life with the person that's bought them and finding a way to bring them back into the supply chain so that they can have another useful life with someone else. That's how they get recirculated back into the economy. So Cellhound is focused on fashion items right now. So we say we're in the circular fashion business. And of course, anyone who's doing this work where they're finding more life from goods that have value, that can have value, is participating in the circular economy, which is pretty exciting. The why this is important, particularly with the fashion industry, is that it's very dirty. By some accounts, it's up there with maybe the second or third dirtiest industries after fossil fuels. And of course, that comes from the heavy pesticide use, heavy water use from growing cotton and and producing other materials. And I'll give you an example of that. I mean, it's not just growing, of course, there's dyeing and transportation and all that, but the dyeing process of clothes is very dirty and it's polluting waterways around the world. I'm not sure if your listeners know about this, but it it takes up to 2,700 liters of water which is enough for one person to drink in two and a half years to make just one cotton t-shirt, which is an incredible amount, honestly. Uh, There's a great documentary called River Blue. I highly recommend that people check that out. 
And they really do talk about the process of how our fashion industry is killing rivers and entire ecosystems around our globe for, you know, not just humans, but all aquatic life as well. Uh, shipping globally has huge cotton, uh, carbon emission issues. And then fast fashion industry, which is encouraging people to wear clothing for a very short amount of time, then gets thrown away, is really the antithesis of sustainable. And our, our landfills are overflowing. Um, you know, clothing can sit in a landfill for up to 200 years before it can completely decompress. And at the whole time it's doing that, it's emitting methane, which is carbon, um, more potent, it's a greenhouse gas that's more potent than carbon. So there's a lot of issues with fashion and not using it to its fullest capacity. Absolutely. Thank you so much for explaining that. That's, that is one of the things that really, that I'm so concerned about. And, and it just seems like there are so many great solutions that are available for, for solving these problems. And so I really like what you guys are working on because it does seem like a solution. Um, and so then you can, you know, explain a little bit about the size of the secondhand market. I know that that's something that you guys are working on right now um, is, is, you know, selling secondhand. Is this something that's growing? Is this something that more people are becoming interested in? Yes. So a absolutely. Um, the whole secondhand ecosystem is actually exploding right now. There's a report that says just the fashion. So fashion is about 50% of all things secondhand traded is in the fashion category. Uh, and, and everything else is the other 50%. But we're talking, we're talking specifically right now about fashion. And the uh, secondhand apparel industry is about a, a 21 billion uh, industry right now, scheduled to be about double that by 2023. Um, and it's actually uh, fueled really by the newer generation, the millennials and the Gen Z. They, they care about sustainability. They're insisting uh, that brands uh, have uh, so, some kind of social impact. Uh, so they are now, um, because of them, a lot of brands are uh, going into secondhand. So uh, recently Macy's and JCPenney's announced that they're going to start selling secondhand in their stores, which is uh, amazing to me. Um, so yeah, so the, basically the millennials, they, think, they don't think of ownership the same way the older generations did. They think more of renting. And um, so secondhand is here to stay. Thrift, thrifting is not a bad word anymore. It's out of the closet, and, um, and which is great because there's so much life left in garments that we wear. And even when you donate something to, you know, the bigger established thrift stores, a lot of them only shelve about 20% of what you donate. They don't even look through the bags. The rest goes to the landfill. And I'm not blaming the, the, the thrift stores. It's more about us as consumers. We have too much stuff. And when we change our kitchen to pink, then we get rid of our blue toaster and get a pink toaster. That kind of attitude needs to change. You know, we're a consumer. We just have to think about reuse um, in a much uh, more responsible way. Uh, the point that you make there about what happens when you bring something to 
a second hand, you know, to when you donate something. I mean, I know that even, and I feel like I'm fairly aware of these things, but even for years in the past, I felt like, oh, well, I'm doing something good here. I'm donating this and it'll go to hopefully a family in need. Um, it'll go to someone who needs it more than I do. And, um, and it just seems like that's, that's not necessarily the case of what's actually ended up happening. So, um, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, and again, it's, it's, you know, we just have too much stuff and that's how, why as a society, we need to start looking at this a little differently. And, you know, a lot of brands, it's about the bottom line. How much did you sell? It's not about how much did you get back? How much did you restore? You know, there are bigger brands like Eileen Fisher and Patagonia and REI that actually buy back their items even if it's, you know, even if it's torn up uh, because they care about sustainability and they actually refurbish their items uh, and resell them on their brand store. So, you know, even as a second hand, if you go to eBay and buy an Eileen Fisher, you don't know if it's a real Eileen Fisher. You don't know, you know, but if you go to Eileen Fisher Renew, for example, they actually refurbish to their standards, secondhand, their, you know, reused stuff, which is really cool. And I bought from them and they're great. You know, actually reusing our clothes is one of the places that individuals can actually have a huge impact. You know, sometimes we look at these global issues and we think, how can we participate in a meaningful way? Clothing, food, transportation, a reduction of plastics, buying local, those are some of the easiest places that everyday people can make a big change in their lives. Just by extending clothes by nine months could reduce carbon and water in their water footprint between 20 and 30%, which is a huge amount. You know, that affects our footprint in all of those areas. Do you, do you, do your listeners understand the idea of footprint? It's just how much we're each consuming from those particular areas. So our carbon footprint, our water footprint, and that type of thing, that's just how much we use. That's what that means. In, in textiles, for example, and this is directly from that report that Suzanne was mentioning, is um, called it's the Thread Up Report, which is easy to find if you just Google Thread Up Report 2019. They say that equivalent of one garbage truck of textiles is landfilled or incinerated every second globally, which has huge carbon emissions. But the opportunity that's here, and this is what Cellhound is capitalizing on, and everyone who's doing the re-commerce idea, is that there is still money to be had. We can put thousands of dollars back into people's pockets by helping them to sell. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what I really like about your app. It makes it really easy. So maybe you guys could explain a little bit about what Cellhound what Cellhound does and what it does for uh, for every for anybody who wants to use it. Right. So basically, what we are, we're um, Cellhound is an aggregator for all secondhand marketplaces and items. And what that means is we're kind of like the Trivago or Kayak, but for re-commerce, um, a place where a seller can find uh, easily find prices for on different marketplaces for their items, so they know which marketplace to sell on. 
And we have our app, which I'll talk about in a second, where we easy, you can easily create a highly optimized listing just by snapping a few pictures. Um, if you go to sellhound.com, we have our fetch engine and you search, let's say a Harley Davidson leather jacket that you wanna sell, we are the only place online where you can, where um, we serve back, where a search comparison of about five to ten different marketplaces. So you'll get the um, you'll get the current prices and sold prices for eBay, for TradeZ, for Etsy, for uh, Poshmark, for multiple marketplaces of your items. So you'll be able to tell. Where is the best place to sell? Because what people don't realize is that there are hundreds of secondhand marketplaces in the United States alone where regular people like you and I can sell our items. And sometimes, for example, with sneakers, you, you, you would get a lot more money to sell on a very uh, niche marketplace called Goat or Kixify, which all they do is sell sneakers as opposed to eBay. And, you know, regular people don't know this, or most people don't know this. So, uh, so that's our first product that we offered, which is our search engine, our search comparison. We just released our app. So our app is free to download. With the app, you get the fetch engine. We call it our FETH engine. The FET, you get the fetch engine for free. You can use it as many times as you want. A lot of sellers are taking it, taking, you know, using it when they're sourcing items. But our exciting piece is what I, you know, I figured out years ago. I, like I said, I've been selling on eBay for a hundred years, right? <laughs> since it, since before it was even uh, a public company. And one of the things that is the hardest thing as a seller, even for me today, is creating the listing, the creating a, a listing that will sell, a listing that buyers will find. And why is that? Because I'm a regular person selling things from my closet, from my garage, from, you know, things that I find. I'm not an expert on those items. I'm not a fashion designer. I didn't go to fashion school. So I don't know that this beautiful pink blouse that I'm about to sell, I know it's pink, I know it's cotton, I know the brand and the size, but I, I don't know that it's called peplum, which is the design style. I don't know what the name of the neckline is, for example, or the buttons or the back. These are the kind of things that I'm not an expert on. And if I don't put those keywords in the listing for any marketplace, the buyer who's looking for a peplum top is not going to find it. So um, what we're doing with Sellhound, we figured out all you do is snap three pictures. We, we give you an opportunity to snap more than three, but we require three pictures of your items and that's it. You're done. Um, what we do from the pictures, we identify the item, we do the research, we create a highly optimized title with all the right keywords, uh, description. We even uh, give a pricing suggestion and we even tell you how much to charge for shipping for each marketplace of your choice. We're, we're right now connected to eBay only, but we're about to open it up also to other marketplaces. You get to review the item. You know, you review everything and you can change anything you want. A lot of our sellers don't. And then when you click post, it posts directly onto your eBay account. So it's your item, it's your feedback. We're like hiring a uh, virtual assistant to do your items or like hiring 
a fashion designer to sit in your closet and create listings that will be optimized and have all the right keywords and uh, correct for each marketplace. App, I really understood the problem that you guys are solving because it is hard to know all of these different things that need to go into a listing. And you guys even guide how to take the picture, you know, with a bat white background and the kind of light that you need and all of that. And, and if you're new to this, if you're not someone who's selling a lot of things, then you kind of need that guidance. Um, I would say, because it does kind of, it does go into basic marketing, uh, basic marketing skills that, you know, not, not everybody who wants to sell a, an old jacket on eBay might not have those, you know, those kinds of skills. So it you through. Exactly. So, you know, that's the only thing we ask from our sellers are the pictures. And we know that sellers are not necessarily um, product photographers. They don't. <laughs> so that's why the only thing that we ask are pictures and we take you by the hand and tell you, take a picture of the front, take a picture of the back, take a picture of the label. Are there any blemishes? I mean, we kind of take you by the hand to take the right pictures that a buyer would want to see. So again, we are optimizing everything for selling the item. And We've created about 40, over 40,000 listings already for eBay. So we have a lot of data, data right now. And our data shows that our items actually sell three times um, uh, faster and more likely than if a seller would create the listing on their own. And also the other cool thing is that because all we're doing is asking you to snap the pictures, which can take two minutes or two, three minutes, you can create a lot more listings per hour than you would if you would do it yourselves, which would take about 15, 20 minutes or even sometimes 45 minutes to create a listing. So uh, our sellers are, um, are posting a lot more items and then they're also, their items are selling better and more quickly. And then on the sustainability angle of that, one of the things that we can say is that we're literally putting a tool in your hands that gives you the ability to participate in the circular economy, in the fashion category, in your, your own hands. It gives you a tool to be able to do this and makes it a lot easier. You know, I know that we're not, you know, you can't see us, that you can just hear our voices, but Suzanne and I are both wearing clothes. We look really good. I just want you to know, of course, we're not sitting here naked. That's not what I meant. But the shirt that I'm wearing is from a secondhand, you know, it's like a cloth exchange. The earrings I'm wearing are made from um, ceramic wear, gear, like plates or something like that, that somebody broke into pieces and made into little earrings. The necklace I have on is was passed down to me. I know that Suzanne's jacket, she probably got a secondhand clothing store and we look good. I just want everybody to know that. And the point is, is that we don't have to participate in this this market and feel like we're not going to walk out being just dazzling because we are. And I think that's a really important thing for people who are not accustomed to buying used goods, secondhand clothing to realize that we're just going to look as fashionable as anyone who's out on the street buying straight from a store can be because of, you know, clothes are, they withstand, the, you know, as long as they're made well, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's the thing. I, I think that when you're younger as well, and you know, you talked about the younger generation that they are really embracing this. 
I remember that that was when I was in high school and I just had, you know, I didn't make a lot of money. And so the money that I made that I would always go to these specialized secondhand shops. That was one of the first things to do because I found all these treasures. I mean, and if you guys are familiar with the Bay Area, so, you know, the hate Ashbury, they have all great secondhand shops and you can find all these treasures there and they just have a history and a story to them. And, and I have to say, I feel like, you know, after doing the research on this and thinking about these things that I think that as I got older, you get older and you make a little more money and you're able to afford things that are new. You, 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 you lose the sense of, of, you know, wanting to find that deal or to find that treasure. But I think that there's something to, to it of really just find a treasure, you know, and there's that clothes can have a story behind them. It doesn't just have to be the thing that you walked into a mall and bought that thing and then you brought it home and then you wore it a few times and then you threw it away or you donated it. But all of these things, they have kind of a history and a story to them, just like what you were saying about your earrings or wearing a secondhand piece. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I can't even go into a larger store now and look mm-hmm. at a price tag and and feel justified in buying it for that price and let it unless it's something very unique and and I know that it's going to last for a long long time. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And that is kind of the problem with the whole fast fashion uh, part of things is that things aren't really made to last anymore. Right. So but there's still life in it. You know, I mean, even with fast fashion, there's still plenty of life. You know, it's not meant to last and you wash it a few times and then it's gone perhaps. But I think we, even that there's, there's, we can extend the life of, of fast fashion. I mean, there are other organizations obviously that are trying to uh, tackle that problem, but since we have it and it's a big problem, uh, you can still sell it easily and, people will buy it. So um, I encourage to recycle, upcycle, resell everything. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I think that once you're also working on a working on a budget, then, you know, then the fast fashion brands, they are appealing. And I understand that. Um, because, you know, you want to have a t-shirt that you can, that doesn't cost that much, you know? So it's great that we, if we can just extend the life of it, just like you said, and then eventually it would be great if there was technology so that it could be recycled so that once there are the holes and the stains, then, and you know, it's just not something that someone's going to want to wear anymore, then it can go and have a second life, you know, a third, fourth, fifth life that way you guys give it a second life and then maybe it goes somewhere else for a third, fourth, fifth. And, and actually there's remarkable progress being made in uh, taking products apart, uh, chemical recycling, and that I, I've discovered this summer. I was at a conference in Minneapolis uh, called Circularity 19, and I met people who were taking apart clothing and turning them back into usable threads that could be reused. And the process, they said, was all water-based, so it wasn't this huge toxic uh, situation. And so even thinking that something may not have the capacity to be recycled because it has a blemish, there, there's more that can be done with our clothes than what we're doing. And, and there are all of these places like the Remake Workshop and Yertle who are developing 
companies that are taking back these clothes from high-end um, retailers and refurbishing them. You know, I, th- as I was saying about this shirt, it's a little too big for me. I can go to a tailor and have it tucked in, you know, and have it fitted to my my body. I can, of course, if I got a stain on it, I can dye it a different color so that it matches the stain and becomes something that I could reuse. I can also turn it into a rag. There's a lot of things. We just get out of this thinking. My my mom was telling me the other day that her grandmother, her mother and her grandmother used to buy one suit. They would buy a suit and they may have it for 10 years. And when it was done, they would take it to the, the tailor and the tailor would turn it and they would completely take off the sleeves and um, take the whole thing apart and then flip it inside out and remake the suit and have it be new again. We just have to get our heads around what it means to be responsible for the things that we're buying and care enough about them so that they are, um, you know, reused. I have some really great statistics that I want to share with you. And this is if we just, cause we're at the, you know, we're approaching the end of the year, we might be making some commitments for 2020. And from, this is again, from that thread up report, if everyone bought just one used item, this coming year, instead of, you know, everything new, just one. And, you know, hopefully people can make more. That one used fashion item could be up to half a million cars, take equivalent to half a million cars taken off the road for the year, could equal the amount of energy used to light up the Eiffel Tower for 141 years, could fill up 1,140 Bellagio fountains full of water and could (laughs) decrease the weight of waste by 1 million polar bears. So I know those are fantastical and hard to imagine, but it was so fun. I wanted to share it with you. So if we're trying to really make an impact on the planet, our clothing has huge opportunities to do that. Like don't, don't second guess what it is that 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 one choice will make it's really really big yeah there is like i said it really is i mean the reason why a lot of brands i mean like macy's putting second hand is because they want to appeal uh, appeal to the millennials um so it, it is there is a shift and uh and, and which is great so Absolutely. And I think that technology has a lot, can do a lot of different things as well. You know, just like you guys are a technology brand. Uh, would you consider yourself, I guess I shouldn't put words in your mouth. Are you, would you guys consider yourself a technology company? Absolutely. We are a technology company. And in fact, what we're doing really with the pictures, you know, what we're doing is we're creating a, uh, an automated system. Now, our, our listings uh, are mainly created by, we, we hire experts, eBay sellers, we vet them, we, you know, they, they do the listings. However, we divided the listing process of how to create the listings into different sections. And each section, we are developing automation tools. So uh, we're, we're places where uh, AI could be smarter than a human in terms of determining what the best um, keyword for that item is, for example. So uh, that's part of what we're doing. So we're automating the process of creating the listings. 
And in, eventually we're building what we see as the catalog of stuff. And uh, the catalog basically, uh, we're putting structure around unstructured uh, items in the secondary market. So for example, what, why is that important? So for example, if you buy a, a, a blouse and it has a tag and you wanna find out more information about it, usually the tag has some kind of number on it. If it's a book, it's an ISBN or a VPN. And uh, you can easily find information about that item online somewhere today. The minute you pull that tag off from the store, you know, the paper tag, that's it. All that information, all that structured data about that item is gone. You know, you still have the tag of the maybe the designer and the cotton, you know, uh, material. But trying to find that exact item, it will be hard. And especially used items, especially, I meaning items, uh, older items, items that never had structured data. Today, everything has structure that's manufactured, but things 10 years ago, even from 10 years ago, there's, there's nothing online that you can find except if you, you know, if you dig deeply in some secondhand marketplaces somewhere, you might find something. But so that's basically what we're doing. We're putting back that structure and we will have the ability to access that just from those pictures. So that's what we're building. And it's actually a very serious technology piece that we're solving. Final question on that with the technology piece. Um, it does seem like what you guys are doing is has a lot to do with some kind of an image, with, with the image that you guys get. Is that right? Is this kind of the... the image search kind of a technology, if you could just kind of explain how, how. We use a combination of image recognition, machine learning, and AI, together with our humans in the loop, our experts, to create the listings. So the image is actually, yes, very important. We are using image recognition technology to identify what the item is, what category the item is, and then more specifically what design. And that's right now, um, that's what we're doing. We're training our data, our AI data sets in terms of design of products and uh, styles. And for example, the, the style on the material itself or the kind of sleeve and all those things, we're training our AI to learn. And that's all from the pictures. Uh, you guys are in Santa Cruz, right? Is that where you guys are located? Yes, we are. <laughs> It's been great. Do you guys have anything you want to add uh, that I haven't touched on? Yeah, just so I, I would love for your viewers to uh, download our app and you can find it. At, we have it both for the Android and iPhone, or you can go to our website and there are links there. And we give you three free listings. The listings generally cost uh, between $1.44 to $2 a listing if you want to use our service, but we give away three free. So please try it. Uh, try our fetch engine as well. We're, we're growing, you know, we're a startup. <clears throat> we're always looking for feedback. We're always looking for uh, ideas. You know, we're, we're very much responsive. You know, we care about our customers a lot. So um, yeah. And um, so please download it, help us um, try it and see, maybe you can start making some money. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about circular economy leaders and products on earthyb.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter to get a weekly update on the latest circular economy companies, products, and services.